Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm alright, you alright? Yeah, I'm alright. I'm alright. Been ages, hasn't it? It does feel like it's been ages. Yeah. And I think We was quick on the draw last month, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, we really were. Um one of the things that I want to talk about is I know we've kind of mentioned it briefly, but I don't think we're paying them enough attention to the fact that every time we mention somebody, they die. Yeah. We've said we've talked about Piers Morgan a lot. Yeah, it's not working, is it? You mentioned Brian Cribbins. Bernard. Bernard Cribbins. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Has Brian died as well? <laughs> God. Oh, I hope there's not a Brian Cribbins. Nah, just thinking, yeah. oh, shit. To Brian Cribbins, his wife and family, we offer our early condolences. You don't know it yet. Oh. Poor old Bernard Cribbins. Oh. It's literally saying how much we loved him. That's the thing. He's, we weren't even cunting him off. No, I know. We were saying he was one of the top three men in the 80s that you could leave your kids with. I've got another one coming up later that I forgot about. Oh, kill could... him off as well then. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Darius Dinesh passed away. Yep. He, he was mentioned in an early cunt in the gang song. He was, wasn't he? Because cunt strikes again. Yep. Yep, absolutely. It took 20-odd years, so I can't really take responsibility for that. Do we know, was it a strangle wank yet? Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about was um, I went out with uh, Bollocks last night. Oh, yeah. And uh, and we was talking about something. They're, they're making a docu- they've made a documentary about XFM, and I saw the trailer for it yesterday. Yeah. Like, um, my mate Jim's put it together. It's all about the early days. Ricky's in it and Steve Merchant. Yeah. And looks fucking great. And I was like, and I showed Nick it, and, uh, and he was like, oh, that looks fucking great. He went, can you remember when we went to Charlotte Street? And I went, yeah. Yeah, I said, like, because he said, like, we went with Ricky, and, like, Ricky was there, and then we went out. Can you remember, we, w- we left the building, me, you, and Ricky, and we walked around the corner, Prince Andrew walked past us, and I was like, 
Thanks, Nick. I said, because I mentioned that on the last episode that I'd walked past Prince Andrew. You thought I was lying. Then I went, I thought you was with me, but it weren't. I was like, it gets even better. I was with Nick and Ricky Gervais. And Prince Andrew walked past. Yep. I thought you were going to say you were with me and Prince Andrew. I have no memory of that. Yeah. I have very sketchy memories of you even mentioning it in the last episode. Did I you mention it in myself. the last episode? Yeah, I doubted myself afterwards. I was like, oh, do you know what? You've spun so much fucking bullshit I've over not. the years. I've, do you know you, what? You just, you just looked over at the picture of 2-1-B <laughs> medical drive when you said that. <laughs> you did. <laughs> this is the thing. It's the cross I've got to bear now. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. This is another little update as well. So, um... After two months of not hearing anything back, I contacted um, the High Sheriff about Simon Whiffin's check. Oh, yeah. Uh, me award. Uh, what was uh, your award for again? Bravery. And um, a, Bravery. A... Go on, then. Well, bizarrely... I'm not going to uh, shout down bravery. Have I... Have I um... You told me that the person you saved's partner... Listen to the podcast. She, yeah, and, and she'd left him and gone off with one of the other women at work. Yeah. Hope you saved a home wrecker. Hope you're proud of yourself. Sorry, mate. Sorry he saved her. Well, listen, right? So I phoned up uh, the high sheriff and... and you phoned up the high sheriff? No, you can't speak to him. You He's, emailed him. He, it's like, that's like trying to speak to like a headmaster yeah. or like a doctor. You have to go through... Yeah. The cunts the on gatekeepers. reception. Yeah, oh, and they love it, oh, don't they? Oh, they do, don't they? School receptionists were the worst. Oh, I think doctors reception. Ooh, you can't speak to the doctor. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, oh, hello. Um, I'd like to make an appointment. Oh, what's wrong with you? Oh, I could tell you, uh, Karen, but like... It's under me ball bag. <laughs> yeah. Private. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell the doctor. I'll tell the doctor. Not, not you, you busy cunt. Yeah. Got a lump on me nut, you busy cunt. <laughs> Um, what was I talking about? High Sheriff. High Sheriff. So, not only uh, am I going to get me uh, me check corrected, yeah, but she went, no, there's been a backlog with that, and obviously the award ceremony. I was like, pardon? Oh, no. <laughs> is there a plus one? <laughs> if there is, you're coming. <laughs> you're definitely coming. Excellent. He's, uh, he's heckling advised. I don't know. But how good's that? Like, he's got a sword. Like, I'm going to go on stage and get awarded for being brave. You're not getting knighted. Yeah, I mean... Oh, you'd love that, wouldn't you? Toadying up to the establishment like Barlow. <laughs> Tap on each shoulder. Suck all the right cocks. And before you know it, you stood in the corner of the room wanking off while judges and fucking policemen go through some 15-year-old rent boy on poppers. You can't I'm standing in the corner having a volume with David Furness. Fucking hell! Yeah, so there will be a um, uh, an award ceremony, yes. but I don't know if it's just for brave people or whether I can get you in or not. I'll find out. Um, uh, tell me about Bloodstock because I saw the videos. It looked bloody great. Yeah, I don't really like to talk about. It, no yeah, worries. It brilliant we do films. I thought we were just going to talk about bloody. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Yeah, we went up and done a little, uh, done a little acoustic set. We had the idea on the way up of because uh, we were doing it acoustic for the first time. I didn't know you'd done an acoustic set. No, no, we'd, we'd never done, we'd never done one before. But um, because it was basically like 
after hours entertainment. So we was on like half ten, half ten on the Jägermeister stage, which was yeah. like just to the right of the big fucking main stage where Merciful Fate were on headlining. Yeah. And then we went on straight after them on this little tiny stage with like a fucking thirty watt PA, like the fucking round they go. <laughs> But it was it was good. It was fucking rammed and looked well busy. Yeah, but but because like it was after hours, we had to we had to do it quiet rather than do the usual thing. Uh, but um, we we build ourselves as comfort and sons. I did see that on your little post. Of, well, that was fucking great. Um, merciful fate. Like, why can't metal bands ever have a laugh? Maybe that's how they have a laugh. I've had a lot of a lot of people have said to me that I don't stand up for metal enough when you're cunting it off. Right, no, that no, you haven't. Right, you've probably had. I've had an I've had an Australian bloke, um, my mate Mark, uh, got in touch to just say that um, I've been on Spotify and all the other streaming apps, and your podcast has been taken down in Australia for what you said about ACDC. <laughs> uh, apart from that, I've, what metal have I moaned about? You can't metal off all the time. No, and I, people that like it. No, I didn't. I, I've made light of your Judas Priest hat. Yeah, and my maiden jacket. And your wasp picture disc. Yeah, exactly. Anytime I tried to go metal, you were just you were like the gatekeeper of it. There's nothing sadder than a gatekeeper of metal. I'm like a doctor's receptionist you, at the gates of, of Donington. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see Merciful Fate, please. Why is that? Yeah. <laughs> Can't. All right. Um, what do we want to do then? Films? No, I think I think we just before we get into into, into the podcast properly. All right. Firstly, you've got to mention Urban Inc. Oh God, yeah, yeah. What's happened? What? You're, you're getting organised. No, but I, like I just feel sad that he's pissing dough. In Stop the... making me feel bad. He's just pissing dough into the wind every month, like on this shower <laughs> of fucking shit, and you don't even remember to mention it. Oh he God! Did, Billy did send me an email. And uh, he said, could you please uh, do the plug for Urban Inc. this week instead of Stu doing it? Because like, he always just says the same stuff uh, and he wanted me to do it. All right, go on then. Um, so big shout out to Urban Inc., uh, sponsors of Acceptable in the 80s podcast with uh, Cunt and Roy. Uh, and they're going to give you people that like getting inked, or if you're getting inked for the first time, they'll make you feel really relaxed about it and stuff. You can just go in now to all their uh, one of their four stores in... Chelmsford, is that right? So well, just fucking give me a nod. Give me South- Brentwood, Romford, South End, Sudbury. <laughs> Where's the last one, you cunt? The new one. Uh, the new one's Upminster, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. Right, okay. Ornchurch. That's why he wanted me to do it, because well, you don't you, even you know where the new know. one is. Ornchurch. It is Ornchurch, isn't it? Yeah. So go into any one of them four stores uh, and just march up to the desk and say, uh, I'm here to get inked because I've heard the Acceptable in the 80s podcast. They said you do a nice job. Don't give anyone AIDS. And all you have to say is the word Hyman. It's Hornchurch. Well, no, this, that's Hornchurch. not the word. Don't say Hornchurch. What's the word? Hyman. Hyman. Bit of skin across. Right. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How much can they save if they say the word Hyman? A big 20%. 20%. Uh, yeah, literally. Get in touch. 
Uh, hit him up on the socials. They're on all the social media platforms. Uh, he said he wanted me to do it. Just hit him up on the social media platforms. Smash that like button. Uh, what, what else do people say? Sub. Smash the like button. Urban Inc. Right. <laughs> and on with the podcast. Was that all right, Billy? If you want Stu to do it, just send him a DM. Right. <laughs> All right, anything else you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, before we start about the 80s, well, this is, this is to do with the... Uh, oh, no, do you know what? Let's, let's, just, let's just make a start on the podcast. Go on, what are you going to say? I want to know now. Well, I was going to say, uh, this month, August 1982, um, Prince William was named. Prince William. Right. Yeah, because he was born, like, last month, and he was named this month. And, obviously, Prince William's been in the news a bit since we last recorded the podcast. Has he? Yeah. What's he been up to? Been getting fucked up the ass by someone with a dildo, <laughs> and he's excellent. <laughs> and the world's gone mad, hasn't it? Well, oh, the God. hashtag Prince of Pegging was trending on Twitter, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. It's, it's been. I've had. I've had people get in touch saying they've had to explain to their mum what pegging is. Wow. Yeah. So that's all been going Are on. You're going to release a version of Will's the Peg. With his rubber third leg. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I don't actually know much about this. Like, what? What? Who's broke this story? Um, someone, someone on the internet. Oh, okay. It's verified then. Uh, well, I don't know whether they're verified on Twitter. But it's hard to get a blue tick. I can't fucking get one. Have yeah. you got blue tick? Nah, there's no smoke without fire, is there? Fuck it. Get a blue tick. Next thing you know, stood in the corner of a room with judges and policemen. Right. <laughs> But no, you see, it was on the internet. Prince William, pegging, likes wow. it up the Chad, with a big dildo up his backside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fully lubed up and that. Sometimes on the dry. Wow. Yeah. What's his missus make of it all? Not that keen. Apparently, she don't mind as long as she don't have to do it anymore. Oh right, she don't want to interfere with his whoopsie. She's just like that. No, she's like, stick it up me, make an air every now and then. But I'm not getting involved in any of that messy any business. Of that strap on yeah. business. That's understandable. I'm a bit selfish. Well, it's got needs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't heard that story, go and uh, go and uh, have a little Google of Prince of Pegging. Um, start the podcast. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? We normally do films first, don't we? Music. I've got to say, I haven't seen any of the films this month. Scroobius Pip will be surprised to hear. Have you seen any of the films this month? Um, yes. What are you seen? Class of 84. Oh, I ain't seen Class of 84. Is it any good? No, it's really bad, right? But um, Class of 84 was like... It was a proper video nasty. Mm. It was like a punk on the cover. And I remember just thinking, fucking hell. Punk on the cover, rape, standard 80s video nasty. I, I think so, yeah. There was, uh, there's a scene where like uh, a, a geezer fakes being attacked and he smashes his own face into a sink. It's really brutal. And I remember like seeing it when I was like, I don't know, 13 and just thinking, oh my God, this is mental. Michael J. Fox is in it. Um, oh, do you know what? Fucking. Oh, no, I'm not thinking about it. I'm thinking about one. It Mark J. Fox is in it. Yeah, uh, someone else really famous in it as well. 
And uh, it's, I watched it, they put it on Prime or something. It's terrible. Oh, really? Really bad. Uh, but it was just one of them films that's just full of like, like people playing up at school, even though they're clearly like mid 30s. Yeah. Like, what? Who was the naughtiest kid at your school, junior school? Let's, let's go 80s. I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> there was a kid. I don't want to fuck. I don't want to name him. Name him. I. No, do you know what? I don't want to. But you'll know. You'll know. You'll know who I mean. Oh, all right. So he could throw a tennis ball a mile. Oh, right. Right. And an apple. Yep. And uh, and he actually could because I saw him get someone's apple and throw it from the middle of the playing playground, like right over to the woods. Yeah, but he could get them because was he not a scrumping champion? Yeah. 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 I mean, they're I, very I, advanced lives for a young man, aren't they? No, but I sort of like that kind of stuff. I still sort of believe that he was a scrumping champion. Like he might not have got a medal for it. His or dad anything. never rode a stag beetle home from a pub in Saudi Arabia. No, no, he just saw a big beetle once. Yep. In Chapel. Yep. Yeah. Enough about him. Yeah, but did you have a naughty kid in your junior school? Not that I remember, like, doing anything, like, really naughty. Like, I think, like, most people get in their stride at senior school, don't they? Yeah, I had a couple of fucking... There was a kid came to our, our school from um, South Africa. And, like, he was a bit like Tackleby from Police Academy. <laughs> He'd just bring all these fucking weapons in. And I remember him just chucking throwing... Like, you know, like, them fucking sure throwing stars. Just chucking them around the classroom. And they'd all just be, like, stuck in the notice boards. And just thinking, like... Someone's really going to get hurt one day. But yeah, he pubes. was—he was a fucking nutcase. Pubes. I don't know. Yeah, probably a few ginger pubes. Mm, angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> an angry little bunch of pubes around the yeah. base of his cock. I reckon. I. Uh, but did you never went through that? Did you? I, I got obsessed with like weapons. Like when I started doing karate, I was like, I go to the place in Basildon, like the little martial arts shop in up in Eastgate. And like, and I bought like a set of like training nunchuckers, and I bought a Sherikin star, but it weren't sharp. And like, and I remember just like nicking a file out my dad's like fucking toolbox, and I like filing it up and just throwing it at the fence, and it just bouncing off. And I was like, <laughs> oh, and I wanted like because it was around the time of like all the ninja films, yeah. And I was like, oh, I just want I want like a smoke bomb, and I want to disappear, and like, <laughs> and then like throw a fucking throwing star into someone's head. But, uh, the reason I never got into weapons is because I got that gat gun. You took it apart, left two screws out, putting it back together, and it never worked again. There was a film come out that month called uh, Homework, featuring uh, starring Joan Collins, uh, who played Jill. Uh, sorry, who played uh, a teacher um, who has a crush on a, pu- a, a pupil, and it looks like it gets a little bit saucy. Oh really? Mm. Is that a movie phone? Right. Yeah. I didn't uh, see that one. Like. Joan Collins was saucy, wasn't she? Yeah, I never really liked her back in the day, but like nowadays, kind of looking back, yeah, she was. Like yeah. I, 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 when I had COVID, I was I was uh, laid up for a day and I watched a load of old tales of the unexpected, and she was in a, in a couple of them. Yeah, she, very tidy. Did you have a teacher that you had a crush on? Um. Yeah, I had quite a tidy French teacher. Right. Yeah, like. Yeah, because my my French teacher was. I'm wondering why my shirt. 
my French teacher was so horrible. And then, then like a, a nice young, nice one came along. It was just like, I don't know whether it was in the, like, towards the end of, yeah, it was like, must be like in the fifth year or something. Mm. When you just got like, I probably had like, you know, half a dozen to a dozen pubes just around the very base of my cock and it's starting to get feelings. Turn a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, so yeah, she, she was quite nice, my French teacher, yeah. There was a, we had a standing drama teacher that was like, that seemed to come to our school and only be there about six months called, it was weird. She was just called Jill. Yeah. And like, it's like, you can't call teachers by their first names. Drama teachers, you can. No, well, it was like, there was Mrs. Buchanan and she, she hated me. She really hated me. Um, and then Jill came. Uh, and I remember like, they wheeled the big telly into the drama studio one day with a big old fucking VHS underneath it. And then like, Jill plugged it all in and then went out the studio again to get something. And at which point, like, someone just stuck a porno in there and put it on and we was all like literally sitting there watching some fucking old 80s porno was it ross like or mercer i'm not gonna say which one <laughs> like uh and all i remember is like jill coming back in and going oh oh dear but but watching it yeah i know and you think like i'm watching a porno film with, with hot jill and like and what, she, she was like, "We're going to do this twenty-four hour drama thing, yeah, where like you can sleep in the studio, and we'll we'll like do this 20 And I remember thinking, "I'm going to get off with Jill." <laughs> Did you really? I mean, I knew you were deluded as a kid, but fucking hell! <laughs> when she finds out my family's been involved in entertainment, like yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, I remember literally thinking, "Yeah, I might have it. I, I might try and pull Jill." I mean, I was never going to try and pull Jill, was I? No. Like, uh, but yeah. I think even if like a, a teacher is like moderately attractive, yeah, because they're a teacher, they become super attractive when you're at school, don't they? Uh, but you know what? It's exactly that same thing as when you work in a really shit, you know, like the office, mm. Tim and Dawn. Like, yeah. You know, if you work somewhere really shit and there's someone who's, like, reasonably attractive yeah. and quite nice and personable, yeah. you just fucking pin all your hopes and yeah. dreams on them, don't you? That's the answer. Because school's pretty... I mean, when I think of some of the teachers we had, like, you had some really fucking dry lessons, and, like, our maths teacher, she was about fucking 70. She had, like, warts all over her face, and she used to bring her fat black Labrador into lessons that would just sleep and fart under the table. <laughs> so if if you, if your teacher turns up, she's 22, got a tidy pair of knockers, and he's yeah. nice to you, wears a bit of eye makeup, you're like, whoa! Yeah. yeah. Well, we had a French teacher, uh, and she had, like, um, like a schnorbitz dog. Yeah. She used to just bring it in on the last hour term. She was horrible. She used to pinch your hair, the back of your hairline on your neck, and pull it up. Yeah. And I know you just think, like... That's really sadistic, isn't it? So horrible. We had a chemistry teacher who he'd lose control of the class. He looked like Norman Wisdom, but he just weren't as jovial, like didn't do the pratfalls and that. Yeah. And um, he'd lose control of the class, and then you'd see him just get angrier and angrier, and then he'd shout, piss off, and just throw the ball rubber at someone's head. <laughs> piss off! He'd, like, explode <laughs> in Piss off! <laughs> the thing is, like, you can also imagine, like, that teachers must have just been on the edge. Because, like, 
Because kids are cunts. Yeah. Yeah, and a class full of kids being a cunt. And at least back then you could throw a ball rubber at their head. Yeah. Like, nowadays you just have to apologise. Nah. Like, health and safety gone mad. Um, there was a film called Zombie come out. Did you see that? No. You like a zombie film, didn't you? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah. Because there's a chance it could happen, and that's what's scary about them. Have you got your like zombie apocalypse plan? Castle has. Have you seen the amount of stuff he takes around with him? Yeah. When 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 we went to watch you at Herring's thing, like I, I said, what's in the bag? He's all, he's fully stocked. Yeah. Like, I like that. I like that. It's good that he's got a bag now. We were coming around yours for fireworks once. He had like Savaloys in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Fluffy Savaloy. <laughs> That's a great fucking Tinder name. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine Joe's picture there as well. <laughs> yeah. Fluffy Savaloy. Oh, fucking hell. Do you need a beer? Yes, please. Fluffy Savaloy, seven, 75. Have you got any films? Well, give me one of yours. <laughs> Um, I went on MovieWeb, and uh, thank you, and uh, one of the ones was, uh, I felt like I should have seen it, but I haven't, it's Fast Times at Ridgemount High. What's it with that? It's that a, a horror? No, it's a, um, like a, a, a sexy comedy, yeah, um, starring Sean Penn, Judge Reinhold, Phoebe Cates, and Vivian... What's it, Lee? What's her name? Wow, proper cast. Oh, Jennifer Jason Lee. That's right? a proper cast. Right, but check this out, right? Fucking, it's got early appearances. I'm just reading from Wikipedia. Right. Early appearances by several actors who later became stars, including Nicolas Cage, Eric Stoltz, and Forrest Whitaker. Wow. Yeah. So I'll be checking that out. Wow. What's, what's, lo- the, what's the story? You know, all the, all the fucking usual stuff, like just kids got to get laid. Someone set, knocks set, someone set up. In the 60s. There's an abortion-based discrepancy. Yeah, that got all that kind of all the eighties stuff. I don't know if it's set in the sixties or not. It feels like it should be, shouldn't it? Yeah. I, I think that's pretty much all I've got for films. The the other one I see was Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, which I, I ain't seen since the eighties. That was that was the first. And I had a little look on Wikipedia, and it said it was Jason's first film where he wore a hockey mask. Ah. Mm. What would your, if for instance, right now, right? So we're sitting in my shed, right? Right now, all of a sudden, like it's starting to kind of get like the thriller video, right? So the wind has come through, zombies are coming through. Right, what are you doing? Well, shut the door first. <laughs> yeah. Right, put stuff up against the windows. Right. Um, I've got some bottles of San Miguel here that are finished. Yeah. Uh, the ones that I've finished, I'd smash them. Yeah. So I've got, like, you know, a weapon. Yeah. Um, you've got, like, a mic stand there, so I'll break that in half like Freddie Mercury and just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you want to break free. <laughs> <laughs> but you could just get them, couldn't you? Like, like poke them in the eyes until yeah. their brain packs up and that. Um. Yeah, and then like I'd, I'd just while doing that, I'd be assessing the situation to see how many there was of them, because at some point, like we could maybe survive a couple of days on on San Miguel and, and Brew Dog, but we ain't gonna last that long. So we'd have to be low, thinking about running low on frazzles. Oh fuck it, is that it? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> half a dozen. We'd have to ration them. I reckon. What do you reckon? Like day and half. Yeah. 
like half a bowl of frazzles. Yeah, so you'd be assessing the situation and see how many of them there were and when you could make a break for it. Yeah. But you've got that sticky gate, haven't you, that you ain't fucking fixed. It's noisy. It's, yeah, it's really noisy. It's sticky as well. Like, you have to lift it up to open it. Mm. Yeah. So that could be a problem getting out. So have you got any plans? Yeah. Yeah? So I think, I'd say, right, look, we need to get out of here. Like, we, we've got no food. Um, I'd grab a bottle of spirits from behind me. I'd grab that cigar from there. Literally fucking put a cigar in my gob. In the corner of your mouth. Yep. Light it. Light the bottle of spirits. Petrol bomb it. You want to put a rag in it? Because otherwise it's just going to burn your face off like Simon Weston. I put a rag in it. Yeah. uh, Then I light it. Like maybe with the cigar. Yeah. And then put the cigar back in my mouth. Yeah, like Bruce Willis in Die Yeah, Hard. exactly yeah. like that. Like, throw that. It just fucking explodes. All the zombies, like... You set them all on fire, but it ain't killed them. It's no, just no, rolled no, them no, up. No, 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 Because it ain't done their brains, but like... Just and I'm up. like, right, let's run. That's basically like throwing a jam sandwich at some wasps. Exactly. No, exactly. that's not good. <laughs> I just think... I know what you're going to say. You'd be better at dealing with a zombie apocalypse than I would. <laughs> That's what you're trying to infer, isn't it? <laughs> as the as the flames went up, I'd seize my opportunity to get out and get out the gate. And you're they're all on fire, and they're all right. on, they're all pouring at you. Yeah, now. they're pouring at me. Your beards are light, but like your beards are light. But you're like you're fucking you're literally as you're going, you're still trying to put the last few frazzles in your mouth because you bought them, and I'm like. Come on, let's just fucking go. No, your face already been burnt off because you didn't put a rag in your bottle of vodka. I, it don't matter. I've got a cigar and like... No, and but then... no eyelids. <laughs> cigar but no eyelids sounds like a Sparks album. <laughs> I look like I've just opened the arc <laughs> with a cigar on my lips. I'll just get through the door and then the minute like I'll be like, sorry, soft lad, and I'll just push you into them and just fucking go. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> he would as well. Oh, fucking hell. Right. You, you would get fucking pelters on social media if ever you push me into a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> People found out about it. Right, what you got next? Um, music. Uh, right, so let's pull up the charts. Let's see if we've got the same chart. Uh, at number one, I've got Come On Eileen. Yeah. Be- this has worked now, going for the one in the middle of the month. I know. It? Almost after two years, we're starting to get a formula. Yeah, getting in sync. Um, oh, I'll tell you what, before we go through the charts, do you want to have a game? Yeah, go on then. Ponce on Ponce? <laughs> you got some more Ponce on Ponce? I have. Is this a monthly thing now? Yes. Are people starting to like it? Uh, I've not had any comments. Right. Um, Let's persevere with it, because sometimes things don't catch on straight away. Okay, no worries. Uh, associates frontman, Billy McKenzie. You said him last month. ABC's Martin Fryer. You said him as well. <laughs> Ultravox frontman, Mature. You said him as well. Is this just last month's one? No. You literally said them three. All right. Well, look. Okay. I'm going to do actors next time, right? right. We're, we're bolting on the end of films. But mid-year, right? What? Ponce on Ponce. He had that 
dirty, seedy little tash, didn't they? Rain Mac in Vienna. Yeah, like an eight-minute song with strings, ponce. Gold lame suit, Martin Fry. Spent too long in the studio with Trevor Horn being fussy about production. Oh, if you spent a long time in the studio, you might just like nip out to the back of the studio. Then in the alley, there's like some 14-year-old so, throwing marbles up against a wall, just bent over like little shorts in summer. But no, ponce. Okay. Um, avant-garde, uh, quirky frontman, uh, rest in peace, Billy McKenzie of The Associates. Dead? Yeah. What, recently? Uh, five years ago, maybe. Is he? Yeah. Well, I mean, give, given that I've just found out he's deceased, I don't want to call him a ponce or a nonce. No. Okay. But if I had to choose ponce. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I've got one more for you. Um, Art Garfunkel. There's something about his hairline. <laughs> Get away from the swings, Art. Be some more ponsel nonce next month. <laughs> Get away from the swings. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you now. Oh shit. <laughs> <sighs> Come on, Arlene's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Have a little sip. <laughs> oh, it's fucking really made me laugh at that. Yeah, I like a bit Come On Eileen. I think we talked about Come On Eileen yeah. last month. It was climbing up last yeah. month, wasn't it? Um, I don't think we've spoken about Eye of the Tiger. No, we haven't. Do, do you know what? Whenever I listen to your fucking um, off the beaten track, which, like, I do a okay, pre You know, I prefer the Soda Jerker podcast because I think they do their research more and they, they just seem to kind of really get what it means to be an artist. But, you know, when, when they haven't got any. When I've listened to all of them, it, even the people I don't really like, and then sometimes I listen to your off the beaten track. And uh, one of the questions you ask is, what's the song with the greatest intro? And, yeah. like, I think I, I like that like, sausage roll song. I think that's got a great intro. Oh, fucking. You're trying to roll me up now. <laughs> Such a cunt. Uh, do you know what? That can ruin an evening mentioning that fucking cunt. It can ruin a whole evening. Go on. So you think it's a good intro, do you? I'll, I'll tell you, when they're finished with Captain Tom, I reckon they're going to be fucking making their way around his bank accounts. Um, yeah, I had a Tiger fantastic fucking intro. Mm. Ah! 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 Ah!
Yeah. It's, uh, it's got a bit of purpose, that, isn't it? Yeah. The, the video's solid. He's yeah. walking along, fucking, like, bomber jacket, fucking red beret, looking like a fucking guardian angel. Yeah. Like, just strolling through the States. Right, he's got fucking Clubber Lang and Rocky Balboa in his corner. Yeah. You don't mess with He's a survivor. Definitely. But not in a Holocaust way. Have you seen Rocky Free? No, not for ages. I watched it last week. Oh, really? It was well, on... It's been on the, on the box or something. Yeah, they've been putting them all on. So I watched Rocky 2 the other week. And, uh, and yeah, and I watched... Uh, Rocky Free, I think it was Wednesday night. Um, how, how was it? Is that uh, what's your favourite one out the Rockies? Uh, two, two's my favourite um, by by a long shot. Uh, yeah, done some little screenshots uh, as I was watching it. Uh, well, Apollo Creed's in some sexy gear, isn't he? Yeah, of course he is. Cropped up. Right. Uh, um, Looks like he's just come from Studio Fifty Four. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I like two. I really like two. He's got the best training montage where he runs up the steps in Philly. Oh, yeah. Like, I've decided that might be what I want to do for my 50th. What, run up some steps in Philly? Yeah. Them steps? Yeah. Have you seen there's a video on YouTube? Are you going to down down a glass of eggs first? Nah, no, nah, I'll probably just... Run up the top of the steps and spit them up on your trainers. <laughs> just get a stitch about halfway <laughs> up. <laughs> just be on a sailor drip at the top. Like, no, there's a, there's a fucking mad video of like, because um, obviously people run up them steps every second of every day. Yeah. I've, I've never thought of that. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. There's some, go on YouTube and watch people running them steps in Philly. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. But. Just, so, sorry, something else I've never fucking thought about that I saw in action last week was someone walked past a little fucking portable speaker. Just as James Brown's I Feel Good starts. And it goes like, ow! And they shit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and like Castle said, that's a thing on the internet is people jumping when that comes out of a speaker. Really? Yeah, because it just made me think, like, how fucking good would it be to just start a song with song off with Ah! <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, sorry, fucking Philly. <laughs> but yeah, but there's loads of them. Like apparently, like the one now is is in America where the steps where the Joker come down to, oh, right, to yeah. glitter and done the like the dance. Apparently, that's just constantly got people on. But the ones in Philly, there's loads of videos of it. It's fucking brilliant. But there's one when this fella's like makes a film and he's running up with him, and they get to the top, and Stallone's been filming the Creed film, and he's at the top. So these people just run up and they get to the top to do the little Rocky kind of shadow box and Rocky's there. And like and they're just like, holy shit! Like Rocky Balboa's here at the top of the Is fucking... That straight up? Yeah, it's, it, you can watch it. It's fucking brilliant. They're just like, they're just doing it because they want to run the steps. Yeah. And then when they get to the top, he's actually standing there like as, as part of like filming bits for like, Creed and that. What a fucking moment. Oh, you'd feel like you'd died and gone to heaven, oh, wouldn't you? Oh, fucking hell. I'd love to meet Rocky Balboa. Um, yeah, I had a tiger. I remember just thinking like that was a tough, tough guy's song when I was a kid. I remember yeah. just thinking like, and I don't think when like Rocky Free come out, I think I was too young to go and see it. Like, um, but I remember thinking I really want to see that. Yeah, like it looks well good. Like, because we went to see Rocky Four, didn't we? Yeah, that's the best cinematic experience ever. Yeah, like ever. We must have spoke about that on here. Yeah, I, th- I, I think so. It was a, it was at the state, wasn't mm. it? And and everyone when when he beat Dra- Drago, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, it, 
everyone got up and just started cheering. fucking cheering and stamping mm. and like all that fucking dust come out of like that cancerous fucking dust from <laughs> hundred years that the state had been open and it was coughing and spluttering. Can you remember like that the state's like a, a, a big like cinema and like theatre in our hometown. And uh and it was fucking big, wasn't it? It's yeah, still it was massive, there. like art deco y yeah, it? Like, it was fucking really cool fucking place. It's all uh, it's all boarded up. I, I walked past it a day, mm. and it's all boarded up because I think there's been a load of urban explorers going. There's a video of, yeah. online of urban explorers yeah. and the cameras on their heads all going round in there. It looks fucking mental. Because the indoors was all like, you know, um, what what do you call it? Fucking listed, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But basically, Morrison's bought the whole fucking plot, didn't they? Yeah. And then just fucking let it go to sea. It's fucking heartbreaking, isn't it? It's so so fucking beautiful. It's just got fucking rain pissing down the walls and pigeons shitting everywhere. <laughs> right. I mean, if you want to see it, if you watch um, Deeper Underground, the Jamiroquai video, uh, that's filmed in there where he's got the water in between the chairs and he's jumping around. That's in the state. As he's Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the cinema scene oh, in the film, that. yeah. that's at the state, isn't it? Yeah. Like, um, but there used to be a thing when we used to go to the cinema there. Before the film, they had like a big Hammond like, organ, didn't they? Well, not Hammond organ, it was just a big church type organ, yeah, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. And it had like rays out of the stage. It was like, it was lit, wasn't it? So, yeah. like, it was this fucking big. It looked like a massive sort of like Wurlitzer type thing, yeah, didn't it? Yeah. And and it would it would just rise out of the ground with this fucking bloke who looked like Richard Stilgo playing it <laughs> and trying to dodge the mint imperials that everyone was fucking throwing at. I him. honestly remember going to the little shop before we went in there, and it was like whatever sweets we could afford, which weren't a lot. But normally I would have just bought like fucking chocolate or something. But I remember buying pear drops for one reason only, <laughs> thinking like, like imagine that you just probably at the time probably only like fucking a tenner. For playing like fucking Danny Boy on a fucking yeah. organ, like whilst there's loads of fucking thirteen-year-old scrotes pelting you with mint imperial. Imagine getting in the back of there by a pear drop. Yeah, like oh, fucking horrible cunts we were. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, it was acceptable in the eighties. It was. Um, what other songs do you want to talk about? We we done a few last um, last week. Uh, a few of these ones in the top ten. The Irene Cara fame. Yeah, Zoo, don't go. Hot chocolate started with a kiss. Don't remember me, do you? You don't remember me, do you? Uh, Boys Town Gang, can't take my eyes off of you. The uh, the Andy Williams classic. Yeah. Um, That's a fruity little song, the Boys Town Gang version, isn't it? What do you mean? I used to play that in the gay clubs, and I used to love a bit of that. Yeah? Yeah. It's my, um, my karaoke song, that. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hmm. Quite easy to sing now. Hmm. You ever done karaoke? Mm, yeah, a few times. Yeah, what are you saying? Not done, just like various stuff. What do you mean? Just, I don't know, just like... Pet shop boys or fucking, don't know, like. Where do you do karaoke? Uh, did it once in Australia. Yeah. Once uh, in uh, East London. Yeah. Yeah. Once at my shed. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like I've done it less than half a dozen times. Yeah. Hmm. People, some people take it really seriously, don't they? You. I don't. I'm, I can't sing for shit. Well, you've got a song though. No, well, it's only because I can get away with it, and. It's a quite an easy one to get people on side with. Have you t- uh, have you told the listeners about the time you made Gal sing Easy Lover? <laughs> <laughs> so we was on holiday uh, in Spain, and it was surreal. Like I went to this beach and literally bumped into one of my oldest mates, and by that I mean I've known him the longest, not his old. Um, and he's old, yeah. And then I bumped into uh, another, like one of our mutual schoolmates. It was really fucking surreal. And then another one turned up two days later. Um, but so we all went out, um, and I'd had a lot to drink. And we was walking back from this restaurant, and a bar was open with karaoke. And we've mentioned karaoke that night. And Gal had mentioned that he does a really good Philip Bailey from Easy Lover. Philip Bailey of Earth, Wind and Fire, very high falsetto. Yeah. She's the kind of girl you dream of. But higher. Uh, and I just was like, there's karaoke in there. I said, let's just go in there. And most people would have too much to drink. We're like, yeah, all right. And like, and Gal's a very affable chap, isn't he? And he was yeah. like, yeah, all right. And I was like, it'd be an honour to be the Collins to your Bailey. <laughs> and uh, And he was like, nah. I went, oh, come on. And like, and then I got it in my head that we had to do it. And the karaoke bloke was literally starting to pack up. And I was like, I'll give you a score, mate, if you just stick on Easy Lover. And then he went, oh, yeah, all right. So he put on Easy Lover. And I was like, how are they going to do it? And like, in fairness, he fucking, he, he, he delivered. And then it was only like when we left. And I was like, right, we're going to get a cab. And he's like, no, I'll, I'll just drop the kids on. And I'll come back and pick you up if you want. And I was like... I'm oh, sorry. You driving? <laughs> you made him do Bailey sober. I just presumed he was pissed with the rest of us. He was fucking driving. Bless him. He just fucking still got up and done it. That's an ambitious song to take on, like sober. Yeah. Uh, strange little girl. Hmm. By the way, before we even get onto that song, <laughs> the Stranglers is a great name, isn't it? Yeah. What a fucking great name for a band. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. They looked like a gang, the Stranglers, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did, didn't they? Um, I'll, I'll see. I'll, whenever I, I... I cannot hear the name, the Stranglers, anymore without fucking thinking... I, I went to see Hugh Cornwall. 
in the nineties. You've got such a problem with that. Have I said about? I've, I've probably fucking said about this, but I can never remember because we have too much to drink while we do this podcast. <laughs> but I went to see Hugh Cornwall at the Orange in Kensington, like in in would have been like the early nineties because Airhead was supporting him, and uh, before the gig, like Airhead finished, and they someone come out and put all these joysticks across the front of the stage, <laughs> and then like. The band has struck up the opening song and Hugh Cornwall's come out and he's got this scarf around his neck and he's got shoes on with tracksuit bottoms and has started doing all this groovy dancing. And, you know, you're like, it's just fucking, just nah, just no. And, like, stayed for a couple of songs, but it just weren't, it just weren't, weren't happening. And it's sort of like, it has spoiled the Stranglers a little bit for us. Hugh, just... Play Golden Brown and Peaches and fucking. But just don't wear tracksuit bottoms. Put a pair of fucking jeans on, man. Fucking, why you got joysticks? It's a gig. So, I was thinking about strange little girl. Why are you thinking about strange little girl? No, I'm not. But it made me think of like I was going to be all judgy about it, but then I started thinking about me and all my mates and then I started thinking about them and thinking they're all quite strange and then I started thinking about like people that we've known over the years and when I thought of strange I just thought of somebody that we hung around with called Creepy Steve like (laughs) that didn't know that we called him Creepy Steve which then made me think Creepy Steve if you're listening sorry um, he's not going to know it's him though is he no Oh, but the thing is, one of the five Steves we used to know is now thinking it's him, and it weren't even him. No, but then there's Ugly Kid Steve. Yeah, it wasn't you, Steve. Yeah. It was the other Steve. Ugly Kid Steve. Like That's horrible, isn't that's it? That's really horrible, right? So I've been thinking about, like, and, and looking at these names. Um, Rabies. I mean, to call a young lady Rabies. <laughs> <laughs> it's so horrible. Crap bird. <laughs> Break that one this down. Is so disrespectful. Uh, but then there was lighter ones like Fall Over Rob. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Fall Over Rob. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nervous Mod. Did what it said on the team. Yep. Yeah. Any more? Any more mods? <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that one anymore. <laughs> Well, it's moved on, um, which you know, in, in a good way. Yeah, and I just think, do people still have nicknames like that? Like the fact that literally we had someone that we'd be like, oh, who, who, who was there last night? Oh, not a lot. There was only about four people turning up to their gig. Yeah, you know, and I was there. Fall over. Rob was there, and just crap bird and her mate. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> crap bird. Oh, I've got to say, uh, um, at Bloodstock the other night. Uh, Lloyd, who booked us, came up and said, um, uh, right, hang around here for a minute. Um, uh, Ammo will come up and uh, tell you where you've got to take your gear. Ammo? Ammo. What a great nickname. Such a metal nickname, isn't it? Isn't it, though? We, he gave back, himself that name. But we never we never met him, ah. we, which, you know. Fans the flames of mystery. It, exactly. I, I, I mean, that bloke, he's rock hard, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. He's not easy. Yeah, he is. I reckon Ammo's got like one of them full length Matrix jackets. Uh, Stop cunting off metal. I'm not. 
He plays a bit of Warhammer. Never had it off. Big lump, button mushroom. Well, I had it off once, but she's topped herself. Anything else from the charts? Um, clapping song by the Bell Stars. Dog shit, that ain't it. The old Shirley Ellis song. Dog shit, that ain't it. Nine, the glue drink wine. Um, we spoke about Arthur Daly's tune, didn't we? By uh, the s- firm. Uh, we, yeah, we did. But one thing, uh, I, I, I did because uh, Sam, Sam, our director from Shannon Matthews, the musical, that was her dad. In the firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you moaned about them last time. You apologised to her and then cunted off her dad. No, I wasn't cunting off her dad. I, I, I cunted off that. I mean... You said it was fucking shit. Oh, well, go and have a little look at it on top of the pops. It ain't great. It's, it's really... It's like a fucking poor man's Chaz and Dave. But I said to Sam, sorry I cunted off your dad's song on the podcast. And she said they tried to sell it to Chaz and Dave. Chaz and Dave didn't want it. So really? they just did it themselves. But it was a fucking bigot because we're still talking about it now. A month after it was... Uh, after it went in the charts, yeah, it's it's gone up twenty two places to sixteen. Yeah, <whistles> uh, hurry home by wavelength. Don't know what that is. Oh, oh, I did have a look at that. It's like just this fucking dire slowy. Oh. Soft sell what at number thirty? What what can I do to make you love me? Was that a cover? Yeah, it's uh, what is it's an old Northern Soul song. Oh, was that another uh, Northern Soul yeah. one? Can't change a winning formula, can you? Nah, nah, it's great though, that, isn't it? What fucking a fucking great song. What? Yeah. It goes on too long though, the soft cell version. Does the original go on that long? Nah. It's got like an extraneous fucking three minutes at the end. What can I do? It just What it can just, I say? What can I do? Just like you could definitely nip that off at two and a half minutes and it'd be fucking fantastic. Oh, Belter of a record. No, it's a good is. it's a good song and it really good song. Uh, the associates are in the charts. Mentioned them earlier. Oh, do you know there was some fucking? Uh, I did go. I, I As did for Japan. I, yeah, but that I, I put that in the same fucking ballpark. I went and had a little fucking um, went down a little uh, vintage top of the pops rabbit hole last night, and Japan second that emotion. Associates eighteen carrot love affair haircut one hundred nobody's fall and modern romance cherry pink and apple blossom white utter fucking dog shit. They're just really poor. Like and all those all those bands have got decent songs. Yeah. Apart from Modern Romance. Now Best Days of Our Lives are right, isn't it? In a, in oh, a Best yeah. Days of Our Life. Yeah. Isn't it? You know, in a in a fashion. Yeah. Fucking could you you could conger to that, couldn't you? Definitely. Yeah. Oh it's a do, do, do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you could definitely conger to modern romance. Definitely conger to it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, there's some fucking really bad records there. There's some bad ones, but then at 27, you've got Duran Save a Prayer, which I think's one of their uh, one of their most redeeming 80s ones, I reckon. It's not one of mine. No? No. No, I think it's decent, that. I think it's all right. Durango. Yeah. I mean, but I ain't got a problem with them like you have. I just, you know, when, you know, when it was like you with REM, you know, when you've got someone that just goes on about them so much that it fucking puts you off them a little bit. And every time they get in your car, they put a tape on. I knew someone that liked Duran Duran like that, like you did with REM. Like, I probably would have had a serviceable relationship with REM, but just someone <laughs> just fucking kept on about them all the time. Uh, in at 36. You're, gonna, you're not going to gloss over Talk Talk today, are you? Where's that? 28. 
Today, today, it's a dream away. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, lovely little picture of him up there on the wall. Yeah. Uh, he's got a good voice, Mark Hollis. Yeah, but like, he ain't trying too hard, is he? Nah. Just, he just does what he does, and if you like it, you like it, and if yeah. you don't, you can fuck off. Yeah. Today's brilliant. What's your favourite? It's my life. Yeah, it's just, so it's good. Just nothing the matter with it. Yeah. And the bass line is just fucking, it's just nothing the matter with it. Brilliant. Should we do some telly? Oh, yeah. Did, did you, uh, I, I did go and have a little look at fucking um, what by Captain Sensible. <laughs> have you heard that lately? Um, I really, really love Glad It's All Over by Captain Sensible. Glad It's All Over is a fucking Submarines masterpiece. Submarines in the harbour. Incognito. It's lovely, that that's, song. That's co-written by... I'm sure we talked about this before, but co-written by Tony Mansfield, who did new music. Ah, And right. when you fucking hear it, glad it's all over, do, living do, do, by numbers. It's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, It's so fucking similar, but it's, br- it's brilliant, glad it's all over. Yeah, fucking Cap- brilliant. Captain Sessible's best one, I reckon. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, right. Where are we off to? Um, television. Go on then, I've got, I've, I haven't got anything for TV. What have I got? Let's have a look. Right, okay. Cheggers Plays Pop uh, was on. Uh, let me have a little look who was on Cheggers Plays Pop. Um, I'm really glad that Cheggers' memory has not been tarnished by him being a nonce. That's one person who I'm just really glad has just never had anything, been no accusations or... Whispers. He was just a good egg, wasn't he, Cheggers? Just a, just a good egg. He and even felt... he done that little show, didn't he, where he run around with his cock and balls out. Was that Fort Boyard? Something like that, wasn't it? Like, he just fucking... He had, he had bills to pay. <laughs> exactly. Like... It made me think of Castle when he done that. <laughs> <laughs> he weren't trying to do it for money. Castle just wanted a little bit of fucking attention, didn't he? Yeah. Um... Still does. <laughs> uh, yeah, Checkers Place Pop was on uh, featuring The Beat. That's good television, isn't it? I want yeah. hot chocolate. Like, That's right, decent, isn't it? So was it, a, if I remember right, was it a game show? Checkers Place Pop. I don't know, I just remember loads of kids fucking... I don't know if I... Am I mixed up with Mike Reed's run around? I just remember loads of kids running around. That's what I remember. And, like, they're being, like, balloons and, like, almost like a kind of biggings on safari type thing, but with music thrown in there. How did the theme tune go to Cheggers Plays Pop? Cheggers Plays Pop. <clears throat> Cheggers what Plays that? Pop. Is that Led Zeppelin or something? It, uh, it did sound like fucking yeah. the same one as the Pop said as I sang it, but yeah. it's not Cheggers Plays No, no, Plays no, Pop. but when I think of it, it's exactly <laughs> Cheggers Plays Pop. <laughs> Cheggers, please, <laughs> I wonder if that's what it was. <laughs> I really hope if it was. I hope Jimmy Page, every time he played that riff, bit his bottom lip and pulled that fucking <laughs> really fucking intense face you keep pulling. That's how people make metal songs, isn't it? By doing a riff. Yeah. And you have to pull that face to get a riff on your guitar. You ain't into metal. You hate riffs. No, I don't. Do you know... We we ended up talking about this on that podcast we done with Scroobius Pip the other day, which I have to say, if people haven't gone to listen to it, um, go and check out Pip's Distraction Pieces birthday podcast. Look at me, I'm doing your fucking job on the podcast. <laughs> um, go and check out Pip's Scroobius Pip's Distraction yeah. Pieces. We we met up with him for his birthday and did a little podcast, didn't we? Had a little bit, didn't but we? It's just, yeah, he's got a little bit drunk and a bit excited. Yeah. Um, but just went through loads of charts and... 
but on it, we ended up talking about, oh, was it money for nothing or something? Talking about riffs a little bit. <laughs> but um, but no, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of riffs. But I, you know, I do appreciate, you know, like I like that fucking Dire Straits riff. I think that's a good riff. But yeah, I, think I do. To come up with a riff, you've got to probably have a beard. You've got to bite your bottom lip. You've got to shut your eyes, and you've got to pull a face like you're ejaculating to come up with a good riff. Does anyone do that on a keyboard? No. Never seen anyone look like the Jack Lane playing a keyboard, have you? Bloke from Sparks. He's not ejaculating. I don't know. I think he could be. If he is, you're never going to know. No. But you don't know whether he is or not. Yeah, and he likes that. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what he's doing. He could be ejaculating. He could be angry. I love him. Yeah, he's amazing, isn't he? Yeah, you do, like he doesn't break character until he does his little dance, and then he just goes straight back behind his keyboard and yeah, and he's back to fucking just looking like you just don't know where you're at with him, do you? Do you know what he's? One I of these... can't work him out. That's what bothers me. Nah, but he's one of these people that he don't give you everything. Yeah, like he gives you enough to keep you interested. I think, you know, whatever you fucking think of Sparks, I think the world would be a much worse place if there was no Sparks. Oh, have you watched the documentary? Yeah, I, I, I did fucking love it. Bloody brilliant. Yeah. And how good's fucking when, when I get to sing my way? So I've completely forgot about it. I ain't listened to it for years, but yeah. it's a crack of that. Absolutely. Uh, so Checkers Place Pop was on. Uh, where have I got some notes on here? And then Why Don't You was on. Which was, uh, this series was from, uh, presented by the children uh, of the Bristol Why Don't You gang. Your ideas, games and activities. So, okay, people write in and tell you what to do. Has anyone ever done, like, a grown-ups Why Don't You? Well, what are you thinking? I don't know. Doing a grown-ups, why don't you? Just what, were people sending on, ideas? Of yeah, like, we like, just started off on YouTube, just like a grown-ups, why don't you, for, for our target audience of men between 45 and, and 50. Yeah, but it's just going to be like... Why don't you have a beer and talk about the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll end up just becoming fucking... Why don't you, like... Oh, I just—I know it's going to end up and rape a horse in the dead of night. It's going to be stuff like that. Yeah, you're right. Why don't you hold an air gun to Roy's head while he hangs out the back of a sheep? Well, it wouldn't matter if it was my air gun because you fucking ruined it by taking two <laughs> fucking screws out and not putting them back in. <laughs> I always remember thinking like, "Why don't you?" Remember the theme tune? Why don't you? Yeah. Just switch off the television set, set go, go do something, something less boring, boring instead. Sitting at home, watch, watch TV, turn it off. It's no good for me. Yeah. That was a little bit shaky, wasn't it? It was a little bit rockabilly, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, now you mention it, yeah, it was. Yeah, and I remember like the, the theme tune like was like that kind of sort of cartoony television, wasn't it? I remember thinking, like, oh, this is going to be brilliant. And then it just went to a load of fucking kids in shit jeans and fucking T-shirts. It, like, I, 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 never, I never watched Why Don't You. Like, <sighs> just, I, I kind of... Got to that bit where it said, why don't you go and turn off your TV and do something less boring instead and turn it off? I just think, like, they chose the wrong places. They should... Uh, why didn't they do Why Don't You in Greys? How good would that have been? Do you think that would have been any better? Definitely. Why don't you chip up a copper, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> they sent the camera crew out whilst, like, a load of fucking... 
kids in fucking Tarras and fucking snide Fred Perry's throw fucking chips at police officers. Can we go and make a video where we just like chip up, you know, like a civil parking enforcement officer? Right. What, and just chip him up? Yeah, just chip him up. I'm game. Right. That's what we're going to do, that, aren't we? Well, if we do... Well, if we do and we get arrested, right, someone needs to start a Patreon to pay for our legal costs. That's right. Billy will bail us out. <laughs> Billy from Urban Inc. <laughs> he ain't going to do that. He'll just pass another 20 quid to launch a Savaloy at a fucking <laughs> traffic warden. <laughs> oh, I'm up for that. I ain't chipped anyone up for fucking years. No, I ain't chipped anyone up for years. Oh, do you remember when we had that uh, we had that fight in Basildon by the cab rank? Right. I, I, I'm going to mention our fights in a little bit, but go on. Not that one. Fight. So there were six of us. Yeah. And we'd gone out to one of Sweary Joe's nights at the Towngate Theatre in Basildon. Yeah. See, I, I don't know, to see some fucking band or something. And we come out of there and we'd all had a little bit too much to drink. And we went to the cab rank. And then this at, is outside Raquel's in Basildon in the early nineties, so it was a pretty fucking rough town to yeah, give it some context. It was, wasn't it? But but one of our mates who was who was particularly cuntish, <laughs> particularly known for for antagonising people, just started antagonising this woman, didn't he? He was known for writing a check that he couldn't cash. Yeah, and and he did, didn't he? Because her, her other half turned up, and then. A load of his mates turned up, and we got embroiled in it all. But no, but what did, what happened? Because they were having a row, weren't they? He'd he'd basically he'd basically given this bird a load of lip, and then her other half turned up, who who was bigger than her, and then this load of lads all got involved. And I don't really know how it all started, but I just remember someone clumping me around the side <laughs> of the head. Like I hadn't even done anything. I wasn't. I hadn't, sp- I hadn't lipped off to anyone. I hadn't, fucking, I hadn't done anything. Someone just clumped me around the side of the head. So I had a portion of chips with tomato sauce on, and I just threw them in this bloke's face. And it pains me to fucking say that I threw a portion of chips at some, but I just threw this portion of chips in this bloke's face and lumped him. And then his mate grabbed, uh, his mate just fucking rugby tackled me to the ground. And I remember as I was going, like, you know, because I'm, I'm tall. So, like, and there was nothing of me at the time. And I've just gone down like a tree in the woods. And me, as I'm going down, gone, Roy! <laughs> <laughs> and you've come running over. And I remember this bloke had me on the ground and was trying to lay the boot in. But I just grabbed his leg and bit it. <laughs> I've never, ever fucking bitten anyone before or since. <laughs> When you're on the ground, you do some things. Oh. And then, do you remember, because um, there were six of us, Yeah. Um, five of us piled in a cab, Yeah. and there was this bloke, the one, our mate who'd been antagonising the people, yeah. lost his watch and was yeah. still getting punched as the cab drove yeah, off. Yeah, rightly so. But the sixth person we were with, who I don't want to fucking name and stir all this back up again, yeah. but we said to him, just fucking leg it. Oh, another mod? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so... He legged it, and we we checked from the cab that he, there was no one, there was no one near him, and, yeah. and he weren't going to get an eye in. Well, he lived about hundred meters from where it happened, whereas yeah, but, we live fucking miles away. But he stopped off at the garage to get a pasty, <laughs> and and the blokes come and, and he ended up getting an eye in, which, which I I still feel bad about. You obviously don't. I don't. He's the cunt. <laughs> oh, that's fucking brilliant. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm going to get on to another uh, scenario we had. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember, like, saying that the, the, the taxi driver, as as uh, Sturdy's was, like, literally... Just, he was holding on to the doors and he was just like kicking these blokes as they were trying to get in the taxi. Yeah, just like, yeah, just like kicking me. <laughs> fuck off, you fucking, fuck you. <laughs> and the taxi driver was going, where are you going, lads? Just and, drive. <laughs> I was just like, mate, just fucking drive. I mean, just drive, just drive. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Um, What's that? that I've, I've never, ever had another fight at a cab rank. Have you? No, no. That was awful, wasn't it? Yeah. And again, it was all Steve's fault. Yeah, I didn't want to fucking name and shame him, but it was his fault. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, Popeye was on. Did you? Did you, like, did you? I used to quite like Popeye. It was two episodes. Uh, they're called. Uh, the first one was called uh, Queen of the Load. Yeah. And the second one's called Plunder Down Under. They sound like porn films. Don't know. Uh, sounds like olive oil. Had uh, <laughs> a, a featured in both episodes. Um, what I wanted to talk about with Popeye was I, I fucking loved that. I thought it was a fucking brilliant cartoon. Yeah, and like, and the idea that like you would like sp- squeeze this can of spinach and then just neck it and then be fucking hench. Yeah, I remember thinking I, I want spinach. Oh, really? Did you try spinach? Yeah. How did that work out for you? It's just horrible. And I blame Popeye for the fact that I still don't like spinach. Is that Popeye's fault? Yeah, of course it is. Because I was up for it before my palate had fucking developed. Yeah. And I was just like, what? What? what it's just vegetables. What do you think you should have done? Like squeezed a can of baked beans or something? S- squeeze a tube of that Primula, like cheese stuff. Yeah. That would have been good. I, I would have been happy with sticking on a couple of fucking crackers. But, yeah, but there'd yeah. have been loads of kids with fucking third arteries. All right, then I don't know. Um, do you know I actually had a pot noodle this week. Oh, did you? And a yeah. wank? No, <laughs> I didn't have a big wank. Um, I, I, for some reason, when I uh, moved into the office, I thought like, oh, I'll get some a few bits for like just what so flavour chicken and mushroom. Standard, don't it? Yeah, I don't like the beef one. I, I, I was ch- I, I haven't had a chicken and mushroom pot noodle since about I reckon. Early nineties. I reckon I'm the same, and like. But I, I used to have one every day. Well, I walked past somewhere in a supermarket, and it was like two for a quid on a special. So I was Ooh. like, I'm having them. Uh, yeah, and I had one the other day, and I was like, Do you know what? Right, I don't think I can be friends with people that have a beef one and put the ketchup thing in it, the little sauce thing. If they put that in it, I just think I can't go near you. Why's that? It's just the smell of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Too beefy. Just too beefy. But it was like a kind of... Both of them used to have that in the 80s. But beefy with bread on them. Like, literally, like, I reckon... How did he become an elite sportsman when they have no nutritional value? He was just fucking naturally good at cricket. But I reckon, like, literally, like, whilst he was, like, bonking fucking birds, like... One of Beefy's birds was like making him his pot noodle, and then, like, literally, once he's probably spaffed for like, I don't know, the fifth time in like, you know, that evening, he just like fucking recline in his bed, like, have a beef pot noodle and a fag. I reckon, like, after the birds had gone home, he'd just like heat up a pot noodle, wait till it got warm, then fuck it. 
The other bloke I wanted to talk about that I thought was... And a... put the sachet of hot sauce on his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like that mint tea tree shower gel. <laughs> Gave him a little tingle. Oh, I, I did really enjoy the pot noodle. Oh, good. Yeah, it delivered. Like... I might have one. I, I don't reckon I've had a pot... I probably ain't had one of them chicken and mushroom pot noodles for like 25 years. Yeah. It, it tastes exactly the same. Mm. Oh, Why uh, change a winning formula? Absolutely. The other good bloke I wanted to talk about, and I'm, I, I don't know if I should say his name, I'm worried. But he might croak. Yeah, because he was on telly. Um, Think Again was on. With Johnny Ball? Yeah. He was, he was a good egg, wasn't he? Is don't he... hold his daughter against him. No, do you know what? I ain't got a big problem with Zoe Ball. Right. Zoe Ball was the only person that actually said anything to do with the song being about Boris Johnson. Really? Yeah. yeah that that was it. The first one or the second one? But she, yeah, she was she was the the only person on B, on the BBC that actually said the song was about Boris Johnson. So, and also, I went to see that fucking awful show she did with Jamie Feakston, like after. You know, like after TFI Friday, they did a show that was yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. that, but um, like a sofa type show, wasn't it? Yeah, but um, she she was all right. Mm. Yeah, Johnny Ball was a good bloke. He's a good egg, Johnny Ball. Yeah. You got anything else for Telly? He's not been mentioning you, Tree, or anything. Why, why, why are you saying that? No, because I think no, no, not many people have, mate. There was loads of people. Yeah, I know, but but uh, like. Loads of people got mentioned. All the all the entertainers from the seventies and eighties got mentioned in Operation Utree. So I think it's important. They all didn't. I think it's important. You know, as much as you getting the high sheriff's award and going to your award ceremony, I think it's important to give people an accolade that they were nothing to do with Utree. Absolutely. And I, I mean, think... don't get me wrong. He weren't brave. No. Like he he, he was just being normal. We yeah. can all be normal. But some people step up and take it to another level no, and show exemplary fucking effort and and and, I don't and, start, and bravery. I don't and, want to go down that whole bravery route. I'm just trying to say. Well, there's like, no point going down there because you'd be lost, mate. But like, I can show you the way out because I know my way around bravery. So bloody brave. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad. Sometimes you know, were there to be a zombie apocalypse, to have someone that. <laughs> That brave on my side. Yeah, you're insane. You've already hands. said you throw me to zombies, you fucking cowardly cunt. <laughs> I'm going to be shouting that from the back of your award ceremony. Oh, uh, do you know what? You'll be sitting there with your fucking phone in your hand filming it just so they go, would uh, Simon Whiffin come to the stage now, please? <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, dear. So you ain't got nothing for telly, have you? No. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, oh, what's it? Uh, oh, the pops was on. Uh, Mike Reed presented it. Did he get anything thrown at him? Mike Reed. Mm. Not not the good Mike Reed. The bad Mike Reed. Um, no, nah, um, he went all you kippy, didn't he? That that fucking weirdly, the day we were filming the that's why I voted you kip video down in Clacton because what was it? The so the Tory MP for. Clacton defected over a UKIP, Douglas Carswell. And so when we filmed the video for that's why I'm voting UKIP, we filmed it in Clacton. And the day we were filming that, I've walked walking along by the pier and Mike Reed has walked past me. And um I've got a got a fucking selfie with him because it was Mike Reed. And when I was a teenager at school, 
I did pop of the form. Oh, course, yeah. Like in, in when I was in the sick form, did pop of the form, and um, Mike Reed was the host of it. So I've got this. Oh, I didn't fucking say it, but I've got this selfie with Mike Reed, and then later found out that he was on the way, and we had no idea about this to some kind of UKIP convention that was going on on Clacton Pier with Farage and fucking everywhere. I had no idea of this at the time, but found this out the following day. So I've had this selfie with Mike Reed. Stop having selfies with Mike Reed and Arthur Mallard. And then. <laughs> And then found out that, because he had an acoustic guitar with him, he was going to this UKIP convention to play his song called the UKIP Calypso. And I fucking urge you, if you have never heard it, have a little fucking Google for Mike Reed's, is it, I think it's called the UKIP Calypso, but it is fucking... I mean, it's called the UKIP Calypso. You can imagine what it's like. Who, who goes... Do you know what we need? What? We need a song. Let, um, what's Mike Reed doing? Like, let's see if we can get him to do a song called, I don't know, like the UK Calyp... Like, no one ever has that conversation. No. no one ever thinks they want a song, let's go to that fucking melt. Like, because... No, I, I, I get the impression he offered it up to them. Oh. But go and have a little listen to the UK Calypso. Fucking hell. <laughs> it really is. Right. That's, he's the worst Mike Reed, isn't he, out, out of all the Mike Reeds? Absolutely. Uh, right, uh, I'll tell you what we can do. We can talk a little bit. Um, got another little uh, second round of uh, upstairs, downstairs, uh, whilst we're talking television. So what's, what's, the, um, what's the premise of upstairs? Balled up top, what they got downstairs. Right, so, right, okay. So what's, what's the two permutations? Right, so uh, they're balled up st- upstairs. So it's smooth and is, smooth and ill, or uh, Jackson 5. Jackson 5, yeah. But what I actually liked that you took to it was you actually described what you think they've got down there. So I, I was quite impressed with that. Okay, well, I'll try and... If, if anything, I'm not, I'm not going to force it. Okay. But if anything, any images pop into your mind, I'll try and paint a picture with words. Yeah, okay. Um, TVAM's legendary newsreader, Gordon Honeycomb. Jackson 5. I'd imagine Gordon, he'd probably have, like, you know, just an average amount of um, brown... Like straightish pubes, not like really curly, not not like Sprangalangs, like you know, <laughs> just like average, yeah, just the average cock, really, yeah. just the average, average cock, yeah. average pubes, yeah, average. Like he wouldn't have notable bollocks, but just probably like just be Mister Average downstairs, I'd imagine. Okay, Golden, God rest his soul. Imagine having a name like Honeycomb. Is Golden Honeycomb dead. It can't still be alive, can it? I'm just presuming. All oh, right. Can you can you Google that before we? I, I, I sat on a, an aeroplane with him in the eighties. Did you? Yeah. Well, I was in there over the tannoy. Well, the Gordon uh, Honeycomb was, was on the plane, and, and he was sat next to you. No, no, he was just sitting like near us. Right. Did you see him, or was he in first class? He was probably in first class. <laughs> um, Did you see him? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Golden... Honeycomb. I hope he's not dead. Oh, he died in 2015. Condolences to the Honeycomb family Absolutely. and friends of friends of Gordon. <sighs> Willie Thorne. Now, old Willie Thorne, his hair's all gone and his mates all take the rise. But they don't take the rise out of his cock. He's got a thick bush of black pubes. Jackson 5. Yeah. But a very short cock barely <laughs> protruding from that bush. Just like a little bald head sticking out the end. Like a little pink snooker ball. <laughs> exactly. A little line in the end. <laughs> Last one. Uh, Angry Anderson. Smooth as an eel. Downstairs as well. Yep. Yeah. A whole lot. Yeah. He just does whatever he wants, Angry yep. Anderson. I bet he's got a big old fucking, like... Piercing Mass- right the way through the end of his bell end. All the way, yeah. yeah. Massive. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he's got some kind of tattoo above his stem. What, of something angry? I reckon he's got like an angry elephant's face, like with the ears and yeah. the eyes, and yeah. then his cock is basically like an angry trunk on yeah. the end of the angry elephant's face with a piercing in the end. Yeah. Big cock as well, Angry Anderson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pack Massive. Him. Pack him. Massive. Yeah. Dangly Anderson. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Right. Um, news. I've yep. got one story. Have you? What, what you got? Just, uh, just shit, really. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it. What's your story? It was the first time somebody got a computer virus. Oh, was it? Yeah, on a floppy disk on an Apple II computer. I thought we had this a couple of months ago, the first virus. Oh, right. I don't know. I might look at the same month again. Let <laughs> me just have a look. I thought we had the first virus a couple of months ago. Uh, oh, I'm that paranoid. I've got the fucking wrong month. Uh, have I? Oh, yeah, it was in May. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
top research here. Oh, shocking. Your, uh, your research is less effective than Pete Townsend's. Oh, dear. Right. I'll tell you what happened in, in uh, on August 17th. First... No, no, no. What? January the... Th- uh... Oh, January the 30th. Oh, no, it wasn't May. It was actually January. <laughs> it's even worse. What? <laughs> I <wanted to> come. <laughs> Have you just cut and pasted? Uh, uh, the links, and then I, uh, I, I update the links, but, yeah, I don't know if I did. Have you got anything, then? No. What well, you got? Lucky, lucky I've wiped your ass. All right. Uh, August 17th. CDs. Have you got that? Yeah. Before you said you didn't have anything yeah, else. There you go. In Germany. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Uh, I don't know. What? Oh. Is it a German band? Yes. It all. Ballon. No. No, I don't know what it is. Oh. Prehoff. Huh? It was Prehoff, wasn't it? Prehoff. Pre-brother Louis. Were they, were they German? Yeah, do you know what? <clears throat> when I went over to Germany... What were they called? Modern Talking. Yeah. We're... Life is life! Were they German? Opus. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah, I loved that. It was like... Remember the video? I'm sure it was... Rousing, in like, wasn't it? It was like, it was like a fucking... Um, uh, a, a beer... What do they call them? Uh, beer killer? Yeah. And it was just like loads of fucking big old blokes with moustaches with, te- with big old fucking steins. Yeah. Just fucking shouting. Yeah. I just thought, oh, that was fucking great. Yeah. Cracker. Life is life. That's, that, they were blokes. Yeah. Bloody blokes. Yeah. Literally just fucking drinking steins of lager and just talking about life. Is Not at any depth other no. than just explaining that life is life. It's life. Yeah. Has any band ever had more pubes than Opus? Do you have Maiden have got a lot of pubes? Nah, I don't know. Not as many as Opus, I don't think. Who's the hardest band? If it come down to it, in a pub car park. I'm not on about, like, like an organised fight. I'm on about, like, pub car park. Who would you want to be fighting with? Who would you want having your back in a pub car park? Full force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you remember them? Yeah, they would like they had like headbands and stuff, didn't but they? But they were and all they were like, ripped as well. Yeah, Alice, I want you just for me. Like that's yeah. all I remember about it. But I remember like the record sleeve. They just looked like, oh shit, and full force. Yeah, yeah. Sounds a bit rapey these days, doesn't it? Yeah, but back then they just belted. That was it. Yeah. Like no, I mean if we're talking like British bands. You know, you're in the car park of Stem and Helmet, and like, and it's go time. Who would you want in your corner? Quo? I don't reckon Francis Rossi can have half it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rossi can't have it, can he? <laughs> Conviction on your face when you went half <laughs> it. Yes. <laughs> I see Chaz and Dave. Chaz, yes, Dave. No, no. chance. Oh, jeez, mate. In no. fucking. Yeah, he'd take a bottle for you. He, he, he could pick up a piano and fucking yeah. sling it at someone. But yeah. Dave, Dave he's, a love, I, he's a lover, not a fighter. Absolutely. I reckon Chaz definitely had a little bit of insurance behind his piano in case it ever got tasty. Definitely, yeah. Like, I don't know, half a snooker cue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, snooker looper, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, Fonda yeah. giving him a broke-off snooker cue. Absolutely, for it, for it signed it for him. Yeah. 
you know, if he got Nick free, it's like, no, no, Fulban gave me this. Yeah, right. but the trouble is the person is it's got Fulban's uh, signature backwards yeah, across backwards. the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think of fucking chaps that you'd want in your, on your side if it was going to get a bit tasty. Stray cats, could they have it? I don't know. Yeah. I think it was like fucking more lacquer than fucking muscle. Yeah. Jam. Yeah. I reckon a young jam could mix it. Yeah. What, Foxton? Not Foxton. Buckler? Definitely not. No, well, I no. no, Buckler would. He'd, he'd, yeah. just have, he'd have his head down and just be windmilling, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. This was before Weller was that bothered about his Swede. I think, like, yeah. style cancel. No, no, you are, mate. Ponce. Like, Ponce. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not fighting on the same side as anyone with highlights. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, oh, I, I need to think of a fucking band. It's got to be some really hard bands. Cameo? I mean, don't I mean, get Larry me wrong. Blackman, you can kick him in any amount of times in the nuts. That's a very good feel point. It. That's a very good point. Yeah. The <sighs> worst that would happen if you kick him in the nuts is he'd go, oh. <laughs> One time, just just fucking uh, randomly, one time, about 2013, I was playing this gig in Canterbury, like free gig in a pub, like the, the used to do these punk gigs in Canterbury, and uh, I don't know how it happened, but these two young blokes got up on stage and had a competition to kick each other in the nuts, and <laughs> one of them's just like it's their mates. I don't, were, know, did, did, I don't I mean, know. How did they choose who went first? I don't know how this came about. Just, oh, <laughs> it was sort of quite arbitrary. But the first one's just booted his mate in the nuts, <laughs> like, but not held anything back. And his mate's just gone, <laughs> gone down like a sack of shit. <laughs> and that was the end of it. What a game. <laughs> That's a short straw if you fucking don't get the kick first. Fucking hell. Um, all right. So, uh, sport. Uh, it was the Stout Grand Prix. Um, what is that? I don't know. It was in America. Um, Stout? Yeah, S-T-O-W-E. Uh, it was the 80s, wasn't it? Hmm? It was the 80s, wasn't it? So, yeah. it weren't like... It probably ain't about anymore. <sighs> Can you... Have we spoke about the first time we'd done a ton in a motor? Was it in my car first? Uh, have you when? When did you first do a ton? I had Colin, Steve Reed, and uh, you've never done a ton. And I've done. I've a, never seen you go over thirty-five. And I've done. I've done a ton down the uh, little slip road down to Courtney's, like down. Um, what down down like, the little dual carriage one? Yeah, like you didn't do a ton. Did what motor in me escort estate? Oh really? Yeah, and it was proper rattling, and it was just like like the scene in the in between is where like yes, 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 yeah. and it was like, <gasps> and you just shit yourself and yeah. like. But uh, I don't think I've done a ton since. Yeah, you have, because 
So, so my first time was in my. Do you, you remember I had that blue escort before I got my escort estate, yeah. and uh, I did a ton in that on the A13 <laughs> coming up to Pitsy. It's never hundred mile an hour, is it? No, it's a ton of it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Tunned it. <laughs> And I shit myself. I mean, it was just fucking like yeah. shaking, like it was going to explode and bits yeah. was going to start flying off. Like you knew how it felt to leave the, the Earth's atmosphere, didn't you? When yeah, you 100%. That, when you've done a ton yeah. in a full desk. G-Falls. And uh, we done a ton around the Donington racetrack. Oh, yeah. Because in my full fiesta, because there was, there was signs up saying you mustn't exceed 30 miles an hour, weren't there? And we tunned it in my... Fi- oh, I've got that on video. Yeah, we but we tunned it in my, in my fiesta. We both shit... I mean, that was shaking like fuck, wasn't it? And we shit ourselves. That was so brilliant. So it was it was a fair few years ago, that, wasn't it? Yeah, what, 10, 10 years ago? Might have yeah. Been more. And you was playing uh, Download. And and uh, I remember so we went up there. And when we got in there, the, the, the fella was like, yeah, uh, go through there. And then, like, yeah, turn right, go around the racetrack. And it was like, What? <laughs> and then the minute we got on the racetrack, I was like, "We was on the fucking highway in a danger zone." And you fucking, you was like, "Do a ton." <laughs> you got a ton it if you get on the Donington racetrack. You got a ton it, haven't you? In a fucking Fiesta. <laughs> but the following year, the following year, because you come up that year and you hmm. took like a little video and stuff, didn't you? That was when you got the whole crowd shouting, "Mother's Queen, Mother's Cunt." Oh, that's right, yeah. Hmm. But, um, yeah, the following year, I went back and it said no cars are allowed on the racetrack and you had to get the little buggies round to, round to the comedy tent. And I think maybe someone had been clocked doing 102 miles an hour in a full fiesta <laughs> and that fucking ruined it for everyone. Didn't put it on Facebook. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, how are you with road rage? Do you know what? We we, talk, we talked about my road rage incident a couple of months ago where I, I got fucked off some bloke not letting us in on the A13 slip road and I threw a, threw a can of monster at his window. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I just don't fucking... I just don't let it bother me now. I really just try and fucking... So I had a bloke who cut in front of me the other, the other week. Actually, I said I don't let it bother me. No, I, I'm just a petty cunt. He tried to cut in front of me on a roundabout, so I just pulled out so he couldn't get round, and it made him really angry. And then I just pointed and laughed at him, and it made him like doubly fucking angry. I think that's the thing you got to do is just try and fucking not not get not get as angry as they're getting, and just point and laugh at them because it makes them even more angry. That's not diffusing the situation, is it? No, it's that's not. fanning the flames. Yeah, it's fanning the flames. But yeah. fucking, as long as you're not getting angry, then you don't make yourself look a cunt. That's still not going to stop him fucking getting out of his mouth and smashing your face in. No, I know, but Kenneth Noy's still in prison, isn't he? I've got a game to finish on. No, you can't finish on a game, so I've got a game to finish on. Have you? Yeah. All right, can I do my game first? Go on, then. Uh, Is it going to be better than my game? Definitely not. Uh, do your one first, then. It's, uh, so it was a charity shield, Liverpool yeah. versus Tottenham. Yeah. So um, I've got this game. That, uh, I know you're a big Liverpool fan. Yep. Uh, goal hangers or small wangers, right? Oh, and so I want you to put them in order of who's got the biggest piece to the smallest piece, right? Right. So I'm going to give you some names, all right? Graham Souness, Bruce Grobelar, Kenny Dalgleish, Ian Rush. So smallest. Smallest to biggest cock? Yeah. 
So we got Graham Soonis. Grobelar. Grobelar. Dalgleish. Dalgleish. Ian Rush. Don't say I'm a big fan of Liverpool, so I don't want to. I, I don't want to have to. Soonis, right? This is my favourite. Soonis has got a very, very small, aggressive penis. <laughs> he has zero he, stem. He's, he's like. He's perm in the eighties. Exactly, that's all he's got, and he's ninety percent helmet. Yeah, he's like literally hundred percent helmet. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like it almost looks like it's got thrush. He's that fucking angry. It's bright red. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like if you turn the lights off, you think he had a fucking siren between his legs. It's fucking re- very aggressive penis. So I'm right. thinking he's so, got he's got soon, a button mushroom. Soonest, yeah, like Michael Evis. He's just got like this tiny little. Tiny little thing. You barely find it in his pubes oh, until you turn the light off. He could have been upstairs, downstairs, couldn't he? Yeah. Right. So you've got soup. Sooness has got the smallest penis. <laughs> Dalgleish's cock. I mean, <laughs> like Dalgleish on the field, he was an absolute fucking magician. And I don't want to take any away from his performances on the field. Ginger pubes? No. No, he's not got ginger hair, has he? I, like, he's got not. I mean, I you hate this it. thing that you think. All, you said it. No, I hate I this thing that. that you think all Scottish people have got ginger pubes. Because they haven't. Like not all. The, Charlene Spiteri hasn't got ginger. I mean, she has, but like some of the other members of Texas haven't. Jimmy Cranky. Edwin Collins. He hasn't got ginger pubes. No. No, not all. No, Roddy Frame. Okay. Right. Not everyone who's Scottish has ginger pubes. We've got some Scottish listeners. Okay. And I can only apologise for, for Roy's racism on this subject. So, Kenny Dalgleish, he's a brilliant, uh, I mean, a, a fucking genius on the pitch, you know, and, and he's the thing that makes that Liverpool team tick. Oh, incredible. But, cockwise, he's not massively endowed. Really? He's got quite straight pubes, um, which... It does. His straight pubes don't help out his length because, ah, of course. yeah, because they kind of some of them are as long as the tip of his cock, mm. and it barely nestles out at the end of them. I like think... like a bit like Nessie poking out of uh, of Loch Ness. It's just barely fucking. It's like you know the tip of Nessie's nose yeah. poking out of Loch Ness. I think he's got like a heavy bollock on him. I think he's got like... Dalgleish. Yeah, he's got like serious bollocks. No, and, like, no, his nuts never dropped. <laughs> okay. You're left with Grobelar and, uh, and Ian Rush. Now, Ian Rush has got quite a long pointy penis. Like, it's long... And it's pointy. He's it's like it's like a house of mirrors. He's got the moustache upstairs and the pointy nose, and the moustache and a pointy cock downstairs. Yeah, if you put a mirror across his belly button, it'd be hard hard pushed to tell what was what. <laughs> but Grobelar, Grobelar had a very very massive cock. Yeah, and he had like a moustache of pubes that yeah. went from just under his belly button right away down to his knees. Yeah, and with this great big. Just hanging baby's arm yeah. in the middle of it. He's Size just, five football for a ball sack. And and definitely. And and he was from Zimbabwe as well, where cocks are massive. Not for racist reasons, just, <laughs> just because they are what <laughs> <laughs> covered us. You got a game? 
Yeah, oh, do you know what? I did have a, I did, I had a much more wholesome game than that. Oh, about oh the let's have a lovely game. Right. Um, well, I had, I had a little game of Tash or No Tash for the, oh, for the charity good, shield. Oh, good, good. Just to say whether people had a moustache or okay, not. Okay, I'll play. I feel like we should have done that first. That's all right. Right. I mean, like something we've already talked about, so you know, right. Um, Tash or No Tash. All right. Because people know that you haven't got a massive... Can I have another beer, please, Jim? Yes, of course you can. Right. People know you haven't got a massive football knowledge, so it'll probably take you a while to answer. So play along at home and, and say Tash or No Tash after each of these names. Right. Thank you. Let's open the beer and then we'll start. I, I'm already remembering. There was quite a lot of tashes in this in this Liverpool 82 charity It's shield. just Liverpool, it's not Tottenham. No, no. There, there weren't many tashes in the Tottenham side. There was a beard in Archibald. Yeah, you're right. Right. Um, tash or no tash, right. Grobbelar. Tash. It's like give the give the people at home a chance to answer. Oh, correct. <laughs> Phil Neal. Smooth. Tash or no Tash? No Tash. Correct. Alan Kennedy. No Tash. Tash. <sighs> Two out of three. Phil Thompson. He had a great big Tash, Alan Kennedy. A proud Tash. Weren't like a Mickey Pierce one that you could have missed. Uh, Phil Thompson didn't have a Tash. No, you're right. Uh, three out of four. Alan Hansen. Definitely not. No, very good. Four out of five. Kenny Dalgleish. No. He never ventured into facial hair, didn't, didn't he, Kenny Dalgleish? No, he to. didn't. Why would he? No, exactly. Little magician. Uh, Sammy Lee. He was blonde, wasn't he, Sammy Lee? Did he have a faint little ginger Tash? No. No, he couldn't have grown one if he tried. Yeah. Uh, Ian Rush. One of the greats. One of the greatest Tashies in 80s football. Yeah. For, for me, for me, the greatest Tash uh, in 80s football. Aldridge mocked it, didn't he? He tried to kind of he, he, follow... He, he aped it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, a lot of respect for John Aldridge. John Walk. Um, Ronnie Whelan. No. No Tash. And lastly, Sunis. Did he have a Tash back then? Tash? Yeah. Great big fucking Magnum. Because yeah. he was like Magnum, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, Scottish yeah. Magnum. Yeah. With a smaller cock. Yeah. And uh, interest, so you've got 10 out of 11 there, so well done. And, uh, and well done uh, for you, you at home, uh, however many you got. Was McDermott not in the side? Well, this is what I'm about to say. They're, they're, out of the five subs... Uh, three, of the, three of the subs had Tashies. So you had um, Terry McDermott, uh, David Hodgson, who came on for Dalgleish, and Bob Wardle, the reserve keeper. I, I, yeah, didn't remember him, but I Googled him and he had a Tash. Right, so are, are we at the end of the podcast? I think so. Right, well, just to finish on, um, I thought from that, because we're on the subject of Tashies, I thought we'd play a new game called Spunky Tash. Ooh. Right? I'm going to tell you two 80s celebrities, and you have to tell me, under an ultraviolet light, who would have the most spunk in their Tash. Great game. Okay. Number one. John Walk or Freddie Mercury? We're back next time. No, uh, we haven't finished <laughs> 
There's three more of these. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Sorry. Oh, right. I didn't mean I thought you just the one. You said two. Right. Uh, Mercury. I, I, I did have Mercury down as well. Right. Next round. <laughs> okay. Right. Remember, it's in a darkened room under an ultraviolet light. Sure. Magnum. Yep. Or Paul Rutherford. Paul Rutherford of Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yeah. Um. I'm. If push comes, I'm going Rutherford. Okay. Right. So we've got Mercury and Rutherford through to the next round. Uh, number three, Lando Calrissian. Okay, ladies, ma'am. Or the lever bloke out the village people. And we, we didn't cover who's got the most spaff in their moustache. Under an ultraviolet light. Would, would that it were, they end up in a room under an ultraviolet light. I'm probably going to side on... Mm, I don't know. But I'm going to go with the, uh, the, the never-clad man from the, the village people. Okay. And uh, the final one. Simon Weston. Falkland's hero. Got lonely out on Port Stanley. Or... Uh, the bloke out of Man to Man Meets Man Parish, who sung Mal Stripper. <sighs> Very lonely in the Falklands. It was. I think... Hmm. I'm going to gamble, Jim. I'm going to say um, the man from Man to Man Meets Man Parish. Okay, that is what I had as well. Okay, right. So we're going to go into the semi-finals. So, <laughs> the first semi-final, we've got um, the leather bloke at the village people versus the bloke at a man to man meets man parish under an ultraviolet light. Who would have the spunkiest tash? <sighs> They're screaming. The listeners are screaming. No, I know, I know. He was in the Navy, wasn't he? Um... South Seven Seas. Yeah. But then he was also a mouse stripper in a go-go bar. Yeah, he was. I'm going Man Parish again. Yeah, I, I probably would. And uh, uh, the other semi-final, uh, Mercury Yeah. Uh, versus Rutherford. Uh, Paul, not Mike. Right. <laughs> Who featured in Ponce or not? Yeah, Mike Spunk's all around kids' bums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Mercury. Right, so this is the, fi the final with Spunky Tash. We've got Bloke at a Man to Man Meets Man Parish of Male Stripper fame uh, versus Freddie Mercury from Queen. Under an ultraviolet light. I know, I know. They've got some great hits, Queen. Um, just think... Oh, I don't know. I can't get past him being a mouse stripper in a go-go bar. I'm going to go Man Parish. Okay. 
see you next month. Bye. Bye. Remembering when we were young in the 80s.